0: morning, everyone. We continue on our theme of belonging and of being the church. When I first went to secondary school, there were lots of things I'd never imagined were gonna happen. And among them were many new subjects or new names for things that we didn't even know were subjects like chemistry and physics. But this other strange thing called Latin. Everyone in our school had to do a year of it. I did a few more than that. But Latin is the ancient form of Italian the language of the Roman Empire over 2000 years ago. We still use lots of Latin words, even in English, etc. status quo, agenda, maximum, minimum, ultimatum, vice versa, and the list goes on and on. Now, our first Latin book, uh, trying to appear relevant and interesting to us as 11 year olds, was all about children and how they lived and how they went to school 2000 years ago in Rome. And when they went to school they were, they were called something, there was a word, it was discipule and it meant pupils or learners or apprentices and nowadays we probably add the word intern. But they were learning the skills of writing and reading and plumbing and medicine and animal husbandry and poetry and theatre and art or whatever was needed to train them and prepare them for their working life and for just life in general in society. So Later on in my teens, I remembered that word when the Bible in our youth group wasn't just about David and Goliath anymore or shepherds and angels at Christmas. But we began to read parts of the Bible that used the word disciple or discipule. Disciples, right? We say disciples. Who were apprentices, at least that was what jumped into my mind immediately. These must be apprentices, learners, pupils, interns learning the crafts and the skills of their disciple or their teacher and their mentor. Now, let's hear our first Bible reading. Doris and David Houston are going to read to us today. Unfortunately, I don't know who's going first, so I will hand over to them and see who reads to us. Thanks. Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to him those he wanted, and they came to him. He appointed twelve that they might be with him. Jesus said, I no longer call you servants, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends, for everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. So, thank you for that. So, reading there about this first group of disciples to it truly is the first really holy huddle. And I don't mean by that an exclusive group of people, but it was truly holy and it was truly a huddle. It was a group of disciples who were gathered around the discipler called Jesus. So this was, so this was what was meant as belonging, to be gathered around Jesus. Do you notice in Mark chapter 3, it says he appointed 12 to be with him. Do you notice those words, to be with him? So this being a disciple meant being with the discipler, being in relationship with the one doing the discipling. But it also meant doing it together. They were to be with him. Now, we quickly learned from these disciples that they were beginners, they were raw, they argue and they compete and they fall out. They regularly don't understand, but they do get stretched out of their comfort zones and they are willing to learn and to try new things and all because they have bought into belonging to him and to one another. Now way back in those days it would have been considered a privilege to be chosen by a rabbi to be a disciple. Everyone would have loved to have been chosen by a famous rabbi for a three-year apprenticeship. To learn the things of God and the things of life from a famous rabbi would have reflected well on you. Now do you remember Rebecca Ablington? competed in two different Olympic games and won two gold medals swimming. But nowadays runs a programme called Swim Stars. Now imagine if she saw you in your school swimming club and said to you, would you like to join Swim Stars? You'd jump at it, wouldn't you? Imagine being asked by Jesus to join his team. Imagine being asked by Jesus to join his training programme. Imagine being asked by Jesus to let him be your personal trainer. (laughs) Are you hearing this? What an invitation to be in the team, to be part of the huddle, to be discipled by the master. (sighs) Wow. So having been invited to join the class or the team or the huddle that is holy, you're signed up. You've taken the first steps. You've said, yes, I want to be in this. And I think you must want to be in this. Or why would you be sitting at home listening to all of this? So anyway, I'm going to assume we're all up for this. So here's the first lesson. lesson. Say in your head after me, I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus team. I am a disciple. And if you're a disciple and I'm a disciple and everyone else listening to this is a disciple, then we belong together in that huddle that is holy. We're in it together. When I first went to St. College, our first meeting was in the college hall, 600 students together. It was terrifying, we were all new. Then we got a timetable of lectures and when I went to the first one of those, there were 120 people in each lecture. Also terrifying. I remember looking around wondering, does everybody else know what's going on? I just know that when other people wrote stuff down, I wrote stuff down. Then we went to seminars and they were like school classes, about 25 or 30, beginning to feel a bit more comfortable. And then we went to things called tutorials, eight or 10 people. And there we got to know each other. And very soon we belonged and began to learn and to grow. For those who feel as if you belong, the big challenge is to let a new person join the class, to shift the furniture around, so to speak, to let the new person get in. Because this is the most terrifying part for the new person or the beginner. How do I get in? But for all of us, nothing works better than, why don't you come with me? That's why Jesus Church can never be a holy huddle, but must always be a huddle that is holy. Now let's go to our second reading.
1: These are the twelve he appointed, Simon to whom he gave the name Peter, James son of Zebedee and his brother, John, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James son of Alphaeus, Tidius, Simon the Zealot and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. After this, Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The 12 were with him, and also some women who had, who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out. Joanna, the wife of Curse, the manager of Herod's household, Susanna, and many others.
0: I could imagine as we were listening to that, and thank you for the readings, And um, you might have been asking, how would I qualify for this team? There must have been awkwardness when Jesus invited all those random people into his class of disciples. Mark makes it all look so simple because it's all shrunk down to a few words. But it's the end of a process of Jesus walking along seashores and roads and through villages and talking with people and sussing them out and inviting them. But look at the ones he invited. There's not a famous one among them. Let's check it out. Would you see how many of their names you could type into the chat box? See if we can get them all between us. But I bet you we hardly know anything about any of them. They were unknown. I don't think they were that religious. Certainly none of them came with the labels of Pharisee or scribe or rabbi or teacher or Sadducee. They were people who caught fish, collected taxes. Some are just described as the sons of somebody. One was a bit of a political rebel. And you know, they weren't all men. Admittedly, 12 of them were men. But that was so that the symbolism of the 12 tribes of Israel could be matched by the 12 apostles or disciples of the new covenant the new movement that Jesus came to begin but equally prophetic and symbolic was the inclusion of a group of women because this new movement a new covenant was intentionally and explicitly for all of humankind so Jesus broke all the etiquette and tradition of his day and invited Mary from Magdala Joanna, a senior member of Herod's, that's King Herod's household, Susanna, and we know that his mother Mary was included in this group, and Luke chapter 8 says, and many others. So here's a question. Could he possibly invite you? Are you ordinary enough? Are you inexperienced enough? But here's a good question. Are you teachable enough? This new future can be a bit frightening. Janice retired from teaching last Friday, just a couple of days ago. I drove her to school on Friday morning so I could pick her up afterwards. On the way over to school, we talked about the unknown of what next. In the car park at school, Janice always first there. We were first there on Friday as well. We had a moment to pray together and we found as we gave thanks to God that he had been with Janice every day of her long career both the bad days and the good days, we suddenly thought, why would God have changed for the future? Won't he go on being present every day, the bad days and the good days? What about for us as Beaver Church, as we look to this unknown and uncertain future? Can we look at it together as discipuli, as disciples, as a huddle that is holy? because we're gathered around him and we're gathered around him together. Now we're going to close this part of the service by listening to some words. You can look them up later. They're from Romans 8. We heard them last week as well. These are the words that come from God and they make the the possibility of an uncertain future possible for us because they will speak right into our hearts of where God is going to be in the present and in the future. Straight from these words, let them sink into us. We will go straight into singing a hymn together and then we go straight to the prayers. Now, let this be the second lesson. Pretend we're a new group of discipule today. And let this be our second learning activity today to concentrate on these prayers, to think of the nation and the world that we're living in at the minute. And on behalf of all of those people, to bring their cries and their hopes and their longings to God. This is one of the tasks of the discipule, of the disciples of Jesus Christ. Let's do that together today. But let's begin with some words from the Bible.